0: the Productize podcast. It's back. I'm Brian Castle. Thank you for tuning in or tuning back in because I know it's been a while since the last time I released any new episodes on this feed, but I couldn't be more excited to be back on the mic here doing interviews with people who are building really interesting things using the Productize service model. Some are in SaaS, some are in other things. As always, we're, we're getting into the weeds here. We're getting the full story on how things work, how they built it. And of course, this year in 2020 with the, with the global pandemic, I mean, how people are adapting in these times. Can't really ignore that this year. So every Wednesday morning through the rest of this year, at least, you can expect a new episode dropping to this feed. And today is Wednesday. So today on the show, I've got Jared Gold. He's the founder of WebsiteByTonight.com. Yeah, this was a really good one. We got nitty-gritty into the whole process of how he builds uh, websites with Squarespace. I shouldn't say he, he has a team who who does this. And I guess at the start of his business it was actually by tonight, but as you'll hear it what he learned along the way was that it actually helps to have two calls and kind of work with the client initially and then go through a couple of days of revisions and then finish it off in a second call. And then that's it. That like really packaging up a quick kind of brochure website all built on top of the Squarespace platform. That's been really interesting. Later in the interview, we, we got into how he's been sort of pivoting, if you will, or setting up a new segment of his customer base who are agencies, and he's white labeling his service for them and, and finding ways to kind of really streamline, again, that, that website creation process by working through agencies, and he's actually finding that very beneficial. I certainly learned a lot from Jared. This is a really, uh, really insightful interview. I think we're going to enjoy it. Here we go. Here's my interview with Jared Gold from Website by Tonight. All right, Jared Gold, great to have you on the show.
1: Yeah, thanks so much for having me.
0: Yeah, I'm excited to do this. And I definitely know and the people listening, we're recording this at a very weird time in in the world. We're right here at the end of March uh, 2020, which means we're kind of right in the thick of things in terms of the, uh, the the pandemic that's going around so it's definitely a, a pretty crazy world out there I, as i said earlier I, I don't know when this episode is going to air probably a month from now and frankly i don't know what the world is going to look like when, when this podcast episode airs it's already uh pretty crazy out here i guess like briefly like we can't really ignore it right so like what's life like for you but really how is how's business right now in, in march 2020 for you
1: yeah you know i think it's kind of waiting to be decided i I did have two prospects yesterday that I figured one of them would move forward, and both of them kind of held off because they're unsure. So I think business might be it, business isn't dead, but it you know there might be some inkling of it slowing, depending, or just yeah. forcing me to adjust a little bit. So the good thing is yeah, like
0: kind of staying the same on my end yeah. too.
1: And and the good thing with both of our businesses is they're fully remote, so. I mean, that's, that's super helpful. And, yeah, you know, obviously you're super process expert. I think our processes are pretty good over here at website Bytes Night. So in terms of actually delivering for clients, that's relatively interrupted, knock on wood, but, mm-hmm. uh, we'll see in terms of leads coming in and adjusting what I'm doing here.
0: Yeah. Yeah, totally. Well, you know, like, like we were saying off air before it's, uh, you know, we we're not new to this uh, working from home thing and working working remotely, so we're all kind of still you know hacking away at these at these businesses here. So we might as well talk about it. <laughs> right, right, absolutely. So you know, website Obviously, it's uh, it's it's a really great domain name. It's it tells you everything you need to know right there in the in the name, right? Right. So how do you like explain it? Like you know, people ask you like, what what do you do?
1: Yeah, yeah. So I think the easiest way to explain it is that we build super simple Squarespace websites in real time via screen share for both either agencies in like a white label capacity or directly with clients.
0: Got it. Got it. And, and the really interesting thing about this to me is, is obviously the, the buy tonight part of the name, right? Is, uh-huh. is that, I, I guess the concept, correct me if I'm wrong, is that you actually schedule a day with a client and you, you or whoever the designer is, gets on a call and and like together walks through the site as they build it. And it's like start to finish in, in one day. Is that right?
1: It used to be right. So the, when I, when I first started this business and I'm sure we'll go into that later on in this interview, I started as a side business off of, so I was just, it was just me before, like a one man show building custom Squarespace sites. And I kept getting all these like smaller leads and they were maybe like independent consultant type people. And their priority was like, hey, I just need a website up. I'd love it up soon. It just needs to look simple, professional, et cetera. The way I initially designed this offering was that we could just finish it in a day, right? Mm -hmm. And so that's where I got the name website by tonight. And as the business has evolved and I've changed some of my positioning and moving more into the white label focus for agencies, I think a lot of them are less on, hey, this needs to be up ASAP and more so, hey, this just needs to be up with relatively little effort on my part. Mm -hmm. And cost effectively. So I, I might actually have to rebrand at some point. It's kind of TBD. Like I, I, lo- I like the name. A lot of people like the name, but it might not serve me in terms of the white label agency market. So we'll see.
0: <laughs> but it used to be what you described. Right. Totally. And, and I mean, I, it, I do find it interesting that you went the white label route. I'm, I'm kind of curious about that because it seemed like such a unique offering for, for like a small business owner or like a consultant to get their website up and running quickly. And we'll definitely dive into like the agency side of things or like the white label side of things to see where, how that kind of fits into this market. Mm-hmm. But, you know, before we really dive into those details, I'd like to kind of get a lay of the land here. Like, can you give listeners kind of a, a sense of the size, whether it's like your team size or, or revenue, or are you working full time on this or how, yeah, anything like that?
1: Yeah, absolutely. So this website by site is my full time focus. And we currently have two designers. So I don't do any of the work myself, client work. My job is to handle like, top-of-the-funnel marketing, close the deal, tee things up, screen the prospects to make sure they're not crazy, <laughs> right? Like my, yep. my main priority is like, screening clients and then triaging them to one of my two designers. And so I think- I like we... how you
0: put it. Like, it's not, you're not selling, you're, you're screening prospects, <laughs>
1: Right. right and we can talk about that more in terms of like my thoughts on on sales.
0: Definitely. I I've got it in my list. We'll we'll cover it.
1: <laughs> great. Great. And then yeah, cuz like my designers being happy and doing their best work is really one of my absolute top priorities because like I want to keep them. And so the two I, I used to have three designers, but one went on maternity leave. And okay. so it's it's down to two designers now, but My one designer has been with me or or been with Website by Tonight for like a year and a half at this point. And then the other designer I brought on uh, more recently has been with us for maybe like seven or eight months. And then the one that went on maternity leave was with us for a year. So I know that agency turnover in designers is pretty, is is often pretty significant. So I'm pretty proud to like pick great people that do great work and that are down to stick with us. So very cool. I'm here to keep them happy.
0: yeah yeah for sure yeah i mean i always think about that too like in in my business about thinking like yes obviously we're selling the service to customers but i often feel like i'm selling it even more to our team in our case we're doing writing and stuff so it's like i'm trying to sell them on like hey this is a really good way to to do great writing and have a consistent you know retainer and and be part of a team as a as like a contractor or freelancer
1: Yeah, it's the same, it's really a similar sales pitch, the way you recruit writers and the way I recruit designers um, is they want, I I imagine you can correct me if I'm wrong, but I imagine they want stable income doing the opportunity to do good work in some sort of team-based environment. Like they they prefer doing the craft as opposed to doing the sales, the marketing, the admin, the overhead, and kind of doing it all alone. And that can get pretty lonely and daunting.
0: Yeah, yeah, for sure. So let's dive into like the kind of like the nuts and bolts of how this business works. You know, obviously I'm a process guy and I'm and yeah, I'd like to get into that here. So I mean first why don't we start from like the pricing and packages? Can you can you give us kind of an overview on on what those are and 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 kind of what clients have have to choose from in terms of hiring the service?
1: Yeah, absolutely. And so the way I think about it is we're proud one trick ponies. (laughs) So we don't do logos, we don't do strategy. We don't do any other services, right? Like we are really an outsourced execution partner for websites. So you provide the content. I mean, we can help you find some images online. That's, that, that's one thing we can help with. But you provide us the content and we put the website together for you. And so there's really just two packages uh, and they're both flat rates and payment in full upfront. And that just makes things way easier. So there's an 899 package and, and these might go up a little bit, Yeah, I I always
0: try to give listeners that that caveat that we're talking about these numbers today. I don't know when you're going to be listening to this podcast, but everybody changes their prices pretty often. So obviously don't quote us on this.
1: (laughs) Right. I don't think it'll go up exorbitantly. So the first package is $8.99. And so that technically gets customers three hours of design time. And that's for websites that are really like one to five, maybe one to six pages total. And... You know they're still going to get a great site, but there's maybe a little bit of less design customization. Most of that work, most or nearly all that work is going to be done in real time via screen share with their designer. The other option is $12.99 flat, and that gets you five and a half hours of design time. And so that's for websites that are pretty much six or more pages, or if they want some extra design polish. And I'm working to continue to get a little better at phrasing that in terms of the difference between the two packages. So that's why I say the page count, as well as clients usually self-select pretty well as far as, hey, listen, do you, do you veer one way on the $8.99 versus $12.99 in terms of level of handholding or design polish? And usually right. they'll give a quick answer and be able to bucket themselves if I just ask them to do a gut check. And so that makes my yeah. life a little easier.
0: Yeah, it's interesting. I mean, my my gut reaction when I'm looking at those two options, just in terms of their price point, I, to me, they feel kind of close together in terms of the numbers. Mm. And I know I'm just giving you like unsolicited <laughs> like impressions oh, no, I'm, of, I'm, of I'm the always price open to
1: unsolicited feedback. Go ahead. Do you, do you, are you saying that the 12 should maybe be a little bit more expensive?
0: I, I think so. Or maybe the twelve ninety nine is is a middle package, and then there should be some higher package above that. Mm. I, I don't know. Because to me I'm, I'm wondering like how 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 different are these packages in terms of what you get because the the price points don't seem that far apart to me
1: it's a great question
0: well then the, i guess the other question that i know anybody who has done web design services and i come from a background as a freelance web designer as well knows that like web the, the scope of websites and web design web development can be completely all over the map so how do you i know you're, you're talking about like um you know, page counts and these are uh, you know pretty simple like brochure kind of websites. But mm-hmm. what happens when when it's someone who's like, oh, I, I want to do some guest booking through my website, or I want to sell T-shirts through my website, or you know, I, I need a membership login. Like, do do clients come to you with these sorts of requests? Do you even honor them? How do they factor into the pricing and that kind of stuff?
1: Yeah, it's a great question. So I use that same exact phrase when uh, a prospect comes through the the door and and we have an intro call and sum it up with what they're looking for. It's usually a brochure website, meaning there's no like super fancy like backend database type thing or all that kind of functionality. Now sometimes a client will want like a simple e commerce site with maybe a few products up to like twenty products, or they'll want some sort of subscription, and we can actually help them with that. That does not affect the price usually because. We just apply the the time that we put in. I mean, maybe it affects the price a little bit, but usually not too much. It kind of depends. It's it, so that's why I personally close all the deals, and I really if you could I,
0: like really scope it out
1: exactly. And I, I think I'm pretty good at painfully setting expectations up front because if I'm even the slightest bit unsure that a client is a good fit, I'm just going to politely pass. So, yeah. and that's kind and I of. I guess the
0: other. Like the I'm other right. thing is is that you're working on Squarespace exclusively, is that right? Uh that's correct. Yeah. So in that sense, do you sort of use like Squarespace's feature set as like that's the limiting factor? Is like if you could do it in Squarespace, then we can do it. But if it's not possible in Squarespace, then we can't. Is that
1: exactly synonymous? yeah. Yeah. So, you know, if they ask for e-commerce, like Squarespace has great e-commerce functionality, if they ask for some sort of subscription and it's pretty simple squarespace does that well i also follow a lot of different software tools like if they need functionality like that i can sometimes recommend software tools and those can embed really easily into squarespace or link off of the squarespace site so more and more the limitation is less on
0: the functionality so like the third party tools would would you and your team help to set those up for them or
1: oh no no it's on them yeah they just send okay. us like the embed code or the link or whatever. And we tell them that. Got it. But usually it works pretty seamlessly if they need like live chat. I recommend usually drift and I say set it up and send us the embed code and we'll pop in the widget, things like that.
0: Yeah, that's awesome. I, I mean, I, you know, I love this, the whole concept of like standardizing what you do the t- and standardizing the tools that you, that you'd use. I, I think it, I think it makes a lot of sense. And I mean, I, I've seen that too with my team where like, you're, you're even more standardized in terms of everybody's on Squarespace. You know, with us, we see clients come to us, like, most of them have WordPress blogs. Some of them have Squarespace sites. Some of them have other things. But then we recommend, like, different email tools. So I try to get the team to recommend the same tools so that it's easier for us to work with those tools for the clients.
1: Mm, yeah. I mean, it definitely makes it way easier to just do Squarespace, both in terms of, like, execution, training, and, and bringing on more. Uh, squarespace pro designers as well as that when that time comes
0: yeah and and we're going to dive more into like the marketing and sales stuff in a a couple minutes but one quick question on that like with squarespace is like are you getting leads because they're already on squarespace or they've already decided on squarespace and now they're seeking you out as a squarespace designer or do they come to you like i need a website and then you you recommend to them squarespace
1: it's a great question it's kind of a mix of both so sometimes people find us, we're on a variety of different directories. So sometimes people find us because they're looking for a Squarespace site. I don't have the exact metrics, but some, sometimes people mm-hmm. find us because they're looking for a Squarespace site, and then they see our work and our approach. And then that's, that's interesting. And that differentiates us from just being another Squarespace shop. And then other times, I would say more and more, it's skewing less of, I need a Squarespace site, and more so, I need a simple website. And the way the right. solution is packaged is really interesting. It's it's less about how the sausage is made and more so is the sausage made, you know, with minimal effort on the client's part and quickly and cost effectively. And, oh, Squarespace just happens to be the way to do it, et cetera. Yeah. I think that's more likely.
0: Totally. And, and at the end of the day, they're business owners and they just need a website for their business. That's that's the problem that you're solving for them, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, exactly. Oh, very cool. So. So take us through like some of the process. So somebody, so th- now somebody has come to you. They've they've done the, the the screening call with you or the expectation setting slash. Okay, it's a sales call.
1: Right, it's a nice mix of both. Yeah, I call it an right, intro right. call and accomplishes all those things.
0: Okay, and and then they they purchase like upfront, <clears> and <throat> then what happens from there?
1: Yeah. So here's how it works: is exactly that. Like we have that intro qualification call and then really the the process i lead them through uh, i do this for agencies and at some point i'm just going to do it for all of them this is really the ideal process and so essentially i created a like a website by tonight.com/link to like a master new project page right mm-hmm. and so i just send them that link as a, a next step and there's actually multiple sections with numbered stages on that page that walks them through Every bit of the process. So the first one, the first step is securely submitting payment, and it's just like a simple e-commerce checkout for the $8.99 or $12.99. And on the phone, I'll walk them through the package they choose and send them that exact link. So there's no there's no ambiguity there. And then step number two is submitting their project brief and content doc into our new project form. So essentially it's just a there's two versions of the Google Doc they can choose from. So one is a more minimal version without instructions for clients. So let's say it's an an agency and they want to fully white label it and the client is savvy enough, they don't need instructions or they do it for them. And so they just like, you know, make a copy of the Google doc, put their logo at the top and send it off to the client or do it with them. And then there's a separate version with instructions for clients to fill out themselves if they prefer right. So they pick the version of the project brief and content doc to fill out and then When that's ready, they submit it through our new project form, which is linked right on this this master new project page. And that form is connected to our main project management system, which is Monday.com, if you're familiar with that. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So we we run on Monday and and their project form works well. So if they submit that, and that emails me a notification that a new project is ready for my review, and then I'll cross check that with confirming I've received an automated email that they've submitted their payment. And I'll mark that all in Monday, and you know I have different like automation set up and steps in Monday. So when I mark that the payment, I've confirmed the payment is received, and confirmed the project brief and ta- content doc is good enough to start the first of, of two separate sessions. You know, it doesn't all have to be done. They, they don't need 100 percent of the content to start with us up front. Yeah.
0: Actually, that was going to be one of my questions. There was like, do, how long does it take them from the time they go from. Like purchasing or having that sales call with you to actually having their content ready to go, ready to ready to give you guys. Is that is there like a lag time there?
1: I would say usually there's a lag. It, it depends how ready the client is, and that's just one of many reasons I like the agency white label model. Is chances are they've already closed the deal and they're savvy mm-hmm. enough to quickly get on this and they're motivated to get on it because they they get direct ROI from finishing the project with the client. So I would say maybe like a one to two week lag in most cases. Got it. And so,
0: and then like, when does it go over to your designer?
1: So once I, essentially it's in Monday, right? And there's multiple new boards in Monday, so to speak, like different sets of steps. Mm-hmm. And so once I've moved it to the, to the set of steps that I've approved the project brief and content doc and the pricing looks good, then I will tag one of my designers in monday.com and confirm they're available and down to take on the project. And if so, I will just make an email intro between the designer and the client directly and then include that designer's Calendly link to book, book the first of their two sessions.
0: Got it. Okay, very cool.
1: Yeah, so it just saves all these steps.
0: <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's great. And, and I mean, you know, I, I've heard, you know, a lot of people using Monday, obviously mm-hmm. with, with ProcessKit, I've been, I mean, intake forms like this are a super common thing. And we have that in ProcessKit now. Oh, great and so it's just such an interesting thing to me that like almost every client service especially the productized services we have a big one in in audience ops that we you know having this big getting started form right (laughs) this this form like like that happens after they purchased but it's like the very first step it's like it's usually a very long form with a bunch of fields and gathering all the key information hopefully all together in one place so that you and then your team will have everything you need to really kick off the work, what, whatever it is your, your service does. And, and that just seems like a super common like, pattern that happens in, in like, the onboarding of clients into services like this.
1: Yeah, it's a great observation. And I think it's, I think it's really essential. You know, it's kind of like, help me help you. And so if it, it requires a certain kind of client where it's like, listen, this is, this is a, a super predictable, high-quality service Done really quickly and cost effectively, and in a done for you way. And you're just investing some time up front to get all that benefit and save yourself a ton of time down the road. And so it requires a certain kind of client that gets that, that understands that value. And really, it's just doing them a favor. And if they were a good client, when all is said and done, they're like ecstatic that they did that. (laughs) So, yeah, again, that's part of the expectations call is like, this is what we need from you. You know, we're not just going to magically like, whip up the content in our heads and you never talk to us. So
0: yeah, yeah, for sure. Just a minute to tell you about ProcessKit. If your operation needs to become more efficient and more predictable so that your team never lets anything fall through the cracks, then it's time to implement ProcessKit. ProcessKit is process-driven project management software made for powering client services businesses. It's especially designed with productized services in mind. Create powerful SOPs with built-in if this then that automations, and then use those processes to power all of your repeatable projects. Whether you're managing a pipeline of new clients onboarding to your service, or tracking weekly deliverables, sales proposals, marketing assets, or admin work, ProcessKit is your team's place for getting it all done, but more importantly, done right. Use our powerful Zapier integration to hook ProcessKit into all of your other systems. And if you'd like expert help with improving your processes and automations, ask about our Process Kit implementer service. Request your free demo and trial at processkit.com. So tell me a little bit more about the calls that happen with the designer. You said it, it, it actually turns out to be two calls?
1: It can be one call in some cases. Like, we don't want to turn into an agency that only does emergency turnaround websites. Cause like, who wants to live <laughs> like that? Right. You know, I don't want to be glued to my phone. I don't want to be freaking out to my designers every time to get back to me in like an hour. So the way it works is they schedule their session via Calendly, uh, directly on the designer's calendar that I've matched them with. And the designer will reply and just say, Hey, like, hey looking forward, here's the meeting info. And beforehand, the designer will review the project brief and content doc, which is all there in Monday. So it's like super easy to know where all the information lives at all times and just quickly peruse it. There's very rarely any surprises because I've approved it, right? So like I'm the first round of defense for my designer's time and frustration. Yeah. So yeah, I think it, it works. I mean, knock on wood, I think it works really, really, really seamlessly. They just build it in real time via screen share. They will factor in the client's. You know, it's a collaborative process. So they'll take into account all the client's preferences and content and everything. But I'm very clear that one of the reasons that people choose us is because they don't want order takers. Like they, they want a little bit mm. of a consultative element. So if you think the client is making a mistake, like they are paying us for you to make them aware that, hey, there might be a little bit of a better way to do this based on my expertise. Here's what I recommend.
0: Yeah, yeah exactly. Yeah. Do you guys have like like starter templates or things like set up in in Squarespace so that like when you start the call with a client at least like a lot of the basic stuff is already built or or is it really from scratch when you get on when the designer gets on the call?
1: I think down the road there might be some ability for that, but it's it's really right now from scratch every time. I mean, we use the same template family in Squarespace mm-hmm. like almost all the time because it's the most customizable, but it's nice to just Confirm everything with the client just to minimize any rework of starting the website beforehand. I think down the road, Squarespace might get a little better with you know saving templates and different things like that to spin it up even faster. But just like having that initial five to ten minute check in with the client and then just starting the website really doesn't take too much time and saves saves yeah. a lot of time and frustration down the road. Of if you know, let's say we get through the first screen share session. And then the client, the designer realized they need to restart the website and knock on wood that yeah, I, don't I was going to say yet. that,
0: <laughs> that seemed, I guess in a way it's, it's actually better to start from scratch just so that, you know, you know, you're on the, the same page with the, with the client from the get-go. It's not like, oh, oh, we hate it. We have to redo it, you know?
1: Exactly. Exactly. And then, um, after the first screen share session, the client will have like a state, a private staging link to their website with a password that they can pass around to their team, get feedback on, consolidate text, whatever. And then they have the designer's uh, Calendly link to schedule the session two to bring everything to get that implemented, have the training session, set the site live, and they're on their way. And so that's why it works so well with splitting up into two sessions now is that way the client has some time to think about revisions, ask others, finish their text, right? It's I mean, like if you were to ask me, hey, Jared, I'll build you a website but you need to write 100% of the text up front. That like even I would find that really challenging. So it works great that the clients just need to get us like a, a decent outline of the text and see how it lays out and then they're so much clearer in terms of how to actually finish that text. And one really interesting thing that we've discovered is one of our most regular agency clients for white labeling, they've been choosing the 1299 plus package. And actually on the first screen share, we've been spending the time creating two separate drafts of the websites. Like we create two separate concepts and they run both of those concepts by their client. And then the client tells them which one to actually they, they choose. And then we just build out that second concept together in the oh, got second it. screen share. And that that's been working really, really well in terms of the two separate concepts. So we're excited to continue to explore more opportunities like that for agencies that are like way quicker and more cost-effective than like their usual approach of, of different concepts and things like that.
0: Yeah, that's awesome. I, I do want to ask uh, about the agency white label stuff like versus <laughs> regular clients in, in just a second, but one more question, I, I mean, or just one observation here, cause it's, it, this aligns so nicely with something I, I was just working on now and recently with process kit. <laughs> I'm, I'm now doing this like implementation service with customers oh, cool. where like, and, I didn't realize that this is how you're structuring website by tonight with, with two calls. Mm-hmm. But I'm, I'm doing the same thing with, with that, where it's like the first call, I'm working directly with them to do like, we're going to map out your process and get the kind of the framework of things built out in your process could account. But then I give them some like homework and like to do's between that first and second call. Like, okay, now go in and fill in some of the detailed instructions
1: about mm-hmm.
0: your team Maybe tweak something on your website form or something like that, and then, like after we've talked about that in the first call, then we come back to that second call. It's like okay, now now we know exactly what we need to finish off, which Zapier zaps we need to hook in, and like you know, and and they need that that couple of days of space in between the two calls to really get it all put together.
1: Yeah, that's I I completely agree with that strategy. I think I think it's often unrealistic to finish everything in a single call, and you know the client needs to client or or customer would have you need some time to like digest how everything works it's really hard to like have all your ducks in a row when you're under when it's hard to visualize the exact framework you're working in you know yep
0: and I mean, I had I had written down here one of my questions, which is like, what happens if you're if the website is like not finished by tonight, <laughs> right? Like, you know, and I guess in your case, now that I understand, it's like a kind of a two call process. I mean, what if that's even not enough, right? Like, what if they just keep having more requests or scope creep, or it's done by the two calls, but then they're like, oh, we need to add another two pages. Like, how do you deal with that?
1: Yeah, uh, fortunately, it hasn't been a huge problem because. I just hyper-qualify these customers and understand exactly what they're looking for up front and make it painfully clear, hey, this is the number of pages you get, this is the amount of design time, uh, et cetera. So very rarely is there scope creep in general, and it, it seems to work out, really. Uh, there was only one case where we did a website, and it happened to be for like a, a friend of mine, and he chose the plus package, and he just wanted a little bit of extra Design tweaking, and I was willing to make like a one off exception for him because I, I really like him. And, you know, I figure we'll mm-hmm. be friends for a while. And that turned out fine. He's, he's actually a really, really easy client in general. But we're really not making, ex- we're basically never making exceptions for that otherwise. And the websites just turn out really well, you know, after the allotted time. And part of the process is clients in the project brief, they send us some websites they like and why. Mm-hmm. And I send them our portfolio. And I'm just like, this is the level of detail you can expect you know, we can pick and choose from some of these, uh, you know, great website examples you've picked. Sometimes they're not so good examples. And I'm like, okay, well, I know we'll do way better. Other times they are decent, or they are good, and they align with our level of detail. And sometimes they're super insane, fancy, you know, 50k plus enterprise level websites. And I'll set the example of like, hey, we can emulate a lot of the things you like here, but it's not going to, for example, have like really fancy Animations or transitions,
0: right, right.
1: And clients are super
0: reasonable with that. What about like ongoing maintenance? Ongoing maintenance. So yeah, so like 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 within like the year after they launch their new website, things change. Their business has updates. Like, is there is do you sort of like train them on how to use Squarespace or, or like do it themselves, or do they ever come back to you with questions?
1: Yeah, and so we do not currently really offer ongoing maintenance. But honestly, a lot of that really works out. Like. Part of our value, like, like I understand what makes a good business, and that would be recurring revenue, <laughs> or that's one component. And yeah. I, I'm well aware we don't have recurring revenue. I'm always thinking about that. And, and we can talk about my thoughts on recurring revenue as it relates to the agency white label component. But essentially, yeah. the, the way we're set up now, the most common thing is clients will reach back out to us maybe within a few weeks or within a few months and have like a really small request they can't figure out. And it takes us maybe five to 15 minutes. And we'll just do it like for free. Like I'm not looking to charge yeah. for that for a number of reasons. But I do say we don't do ongoing maintenance, but I make it clear like we give you the basic maintenance training on Squarespace so you can do the simple maintenance and monitoring yourself. and people find a lot of value in that. you know, like for a five to ten minute maintenance change that someone might want, it might take them like an hour to even explain it to us via email or calls or whatever, when they could just like do it themselves. Like oftentimes yeah. the explanation and preparation for even explaining what someone wants done or changed, like takes for longer them than the actual work. E- easier for them to go in and do it. And, and they really like feeling empowered to, when it comes to changing some text or adding a form or switching a banner image or whatever. Yeah. So it works out really well.
0: That, that's also got to be an advantage of, of being built on the back of the Squarespace platform too. I mean, they're a SaaS and they have customer support too. Oh, exactly. You know?
1: Yeah. And I tell them, I'm like, listen, like, I'm happy to help you with, small questions but squarespace has all these help guides and help videos and has a global massive support team that can respond to you way yeah. more quickly and thoroughly than we can so so please save us those questions and just save the more complex consultative questions for us when those yeah, arrive and that's,
0: it's, it's like kind of one of those advantages over something like wordpress or or more custom websites where it's like yeah wordpress is in such wide use on the internet but there's no real support team behind that or no official team behind that, you know? Yeah. In terms of like supporting WordPress site owners directly with the way that something like Squarespace does or, or the other ones.
1: Oh, oh yeah, absolutely. And um, so what I'd say with that is that's one of the huge selling points of the overall solution we're selling is Squarespace is a great, there's kind of, I, I say our secret sauce is the combination of the Squarespace platform plus a really efficient, process supercharged by screen sharing collaboration, and a talented remote design team. And so Squarespace really plays uh, an important part in there because not only are they this tool, but they're this like great level of support for a variety of small issues that are quite possible to come up. And you know we could answer those questions, but it would just be exhausting, whereas right. Squarespace's team is a great uh, outsourced addition to help with that.
0: Yeah. So uh, yeah, let's talk about the agency white label stuff. I'm, it it kind of surprised me when I started looking at the website again that mm-hmm. you do that because again, when I think of like website by tonight, I'm thinking small business owner or or a solo consultant or someone they just need their their website. And it, what types of agencies are you working with? Are are they actually like? Because like I, I would imagine it would not be like a web design agency, right? Or or, or would it like? What kinds of agencies find value in, in like outsourcing this sort of service to you?
1: Yeah, so the, the move to white label or, or the, the commitment, not just the move to white label, but the more commitment to it, right? Like I knew I wanted to do white label for a while and, and then I really decided to commit to it over the past few months. And by the way, like your assumption with website by tonight, it, it's just further reiterating, like I need to change this name at some point because <laughs> um, that branding works great when it's directly targeting clients, it makes so much sense. But then it, it might confuse some agencies who have sort of preconceived notions.
0: I don't know if I would change it. Well, th- I mean, that would all depend on where you're going with the business and, and how the volume of leads from clients versus agencies. But right, I, I think maybe it's just splitting it have, keeping website by tonight, and then just having like a separate brand separate website for the agency stuff, even though it's technically like the same business in the in the back end.
1: That is a fantastic idea. I've actually never thought of that. That's a really good idea. Thank you for sharing that. And that, that makes me feel wow. Okay, let me think about this after the we, call. We that's just,
0: r- <laughs> that's a big breakthrough. New through. business on air right here. So.
1: <laughs> right there. Everyone, everyone heard it first. And, and I'm, being, I'm being dead serious too. That's a great idea. Like, here's the deal. So, working directly with clients, and I'm, I'm going to, I promise I'll get to your question. I just want to kind of yeah. stay it full circle here. So, I really have enjoyed having our agency work directly with individual clients. You know, solo practitioners, independent consultants, brand new small businesses. It could, in some cases, be like a new restaurant or wine bar, or whatever. But there's different levels of like tech savviness. Uh, it requires me individually working deals. The individual capacity I have to close these small deals, like, is only so much. And then if I bring on like a sales rep, that just really cuts into margins anyway. And mm-hmm. so it's just exhausting closing all these like smaller one-off deals that are either $8.99 or $12.99. And then sometimes like the overwhelming majority of clients are very motivated and savvy, but some of them need some extra handholding and it's just kind of exhausting. Whether it's handholding closing the deal, handholding writing the copy, whatever. Mm-hmm. Like, it, like almost always it works out great. Yeah,
0: like the agency kind of picks up a lot of that.
1: The agency solves so much of that. Also with uh, something to think about with clients is they know they need a website, but it's not directly tied to an like their bottom line, you know. So, so because it's not so ROI driven, a lot of them might view it as a little more of a nice to have than need to have. Like a lot of them, let's say they're an independent consultant. That's the most common client, right? For for us as independent consultant, and and they've mm-hmm. been previously left behind by like other. There's not really a lot of good options for independent consultants to get their websites done, mm-hmm. but a lot of them already have like a client base. And so they already are fine with work. So a website is more of a nice to have. So they're less likely to maybe move quickly or less likely to, to close necessarily or whatever. So as much as I love working with them, that's kind of the landscape there. Now, with the agency white labeling thing, we're still trying to figure out the exact persona or the exact type of agency to sell to, or that would need this, as well as the exact persona inside that agency. Is it the head of client services? Is it directly an account executive? Is it the art director. You know, we're still trying to figure that out of who has that pain yeah.
0: point. And it and I'm curious, like what types of agencies is it? Like is it like design branding agencies who who just don't happen to really do website stuff? Is it advertising agencies who again, like, yeah, maybe they manage pay-per-click funnels, but they just need the front end website built by someone. Like
1: we're still trying to figure that out, but I think what I have is in mind is maybe agencies that are like 10 to 20, maybe up to like 30 employees, they could be, and I'm thinking the most likely would be like ad agencies, or like marketing and copywriting and PR agencies, Mm -hmm. or even some strategy firms. And then there's a lot of agencies that I think also identify as strategy firms, that they do that, you know, high level strategy, and, and they say they do like web development, and other things. But they're small, nimble teams, and their expertise is, like, setting that high-level strategy and then finding the right execution partners and overseeing it. Yeah. So that's another thing. Like, I, I'd say, in general, other agencies that specifically say, like, hey, we do web design and development, chances are I think they're less likely to outsource this to us. Yeah. They would prefer to do it in-house. So,
0: yeah. And, and then I'm curious like about your like the designers calls like your process that you've worked out and everything. Mm-hmm. Do agencies kind of fall in line with that or do they kind of want to do their own thing?
1: No, they, they fall in line with that. I mean, some of them are a little confused in terms of thinking about, oh, do we need mockups? And I say, like, no, like, there's no, there's no point, like, we could just build it. Mm-hmm. Uh, I do say, like, wireframes help, as well as maybe if they already have style guides for the client, things like that. Mm-hmm. But anything higher, more detailed than a wireframe is just overkill. So and yeah. some of them, you know, need a little bit of handholding on the process. But let me actually walk you through. So, so now that you know, like, some of the issues with working directly with clients, even though, you know, we like working with independent consultants, right, we still take them on. But mm-hmm. with agencies, so they are more marketing savvy, it's easier for them to write the copy, it's easier for them to get all the materials together. They're already tech savvy, so they don't need to be trained on Google Docs or submitting forms or anything like that. Most clients don't, but still, they don't need that handholding. And they're happy to follow like, an exact process. And then what's really good is you know they have like, other in-house people they can run this by, etc., and then, I mean, let me think there's, well, there's I'm, so many... I'm
0: also kind of curious about like, how, how are you reaching agencies? What, what are you doing in terms of marketing and getting these leads coming to you? Or do you do any sort of like outbound approach to agencies?
1: Yeah, I think, uh, so I'm trying to work on that because so many, there's so much noise in terms of outsourcing, right? Like so many people, I'm sure you get a lot of emails. I get a ton of emails of, Hey, you know, outsource to us in Poland or India or whatever. And sometimes those firms do great work, but like, they just go in the back of your head as like, this is junk, right? And you just have your finger over the delete key, so to speak. So I've been taking a few different approaches to getting in front of agencies. So I set up one directory, turnkeyagencies.com, which is like a directory of uh, productized services for agencies. So it's like this uh, value added, like content piece, right? And then I also have an invite-only agency-to-agency like community that people have to request to join, and I evaluate each agency on certain factors. And then if everything looks good, I send them the invite to join our Slack community, oh, and our newsletter digest, like a, a weekly thing. And so essentially, agencies can, like, good vetted agencies, just vetted by me personally, they can send referrals. They can find other agencies to send referrals to, or post them for other agencies to respond or even request certain partnerships. And so I was thinking by creating this free value add, but private community, agencies would find value in it. And then me representing Website By Tonight as the connector, ultimately agencies would be like, hmm, what's this Website By Tonight thing? Oh, actually we might be able to use services like this for our really small clients where it's just not a good use of our time to do it in house. You know, our margins come from the strategy or the logo or whatever
0: yeah man i love that strategy i love what you're doing here i mean it's it's like this is something i've been sort of talking about and thinking a lot about and not totally executing on it for for a couple years now this idea of like community marketing you know yeah because if i think about a lot of the products and services that i buy a lot of them came as a result of me already being in a community either run by that company or that person or related to it right like and like the conferences and and communities that i join it's you know it's it's like that's that's kind of marketing these days especially for digital services and and software and things so i love it thank you thank you and um and like like you said it's like that value add like it's just giving like a top of funnel kind of like this is a really valuable resource whether you're going to hire us or not it's still just a good thing for everybody to be involved in
1: exactly and So really, my outbound approach has been, you know, finding, like building good lists of agencies and writing like a good cold email to them. And one of the personas I was mentioning could be creative director, it could be account executive, it could be VP of business development, whatever. And just saying, hey, listen, your agency looks great. You know, would love to invite you to our agency to our private agency to agency referral community with other good agencies like yours. Would you like me to send over the links? So I'm still working on getting the agency like, I mean, there's plenty of people in there right now. I think there's like 50, about 45 agency owners in there. Um, And these are great agencies, uh, almost all of them in the US. So right now I'm trying to figure out how to get the right buzz going. But another benefit is a lot of these agencies run in Slack. And so I just built a Slack community. So a tool they're already used to. And then I have the like once a week email digest of all requests that people make. Just in case you know some people don't like Slack or you know it's sometimes hard to follow, et cetera. So I'm still trying and then I'm also building an internal member directory using Airtable that people can like search and sort through. So I think all those combinations, uh, you know I'm doing the outbound to get more people in there, and then ultimately, I think there will be a critical mass where there's enough people engaging and excited and I'll figure out kind of the mechanics of how to get people talking. But already there's been some, some successful referrals that have actually closed. So that, you know, that's been exciting.
0: That's awesome. Yeah. I mean, just the, like the whole like referral network and everything. I, I love it. Thank you. Cool. So, I mean, as we kind of, you know, wrap up here, what's next, you know, as you look into the rest of 2020, besides, you know, keeping clean and healthy and basically not leaving your house like the rest of us.
1: B- besides living in total paranoia. Let's see. Um, <laughs>
0: yeah.
1: <laughs> yeah, just really the white label program for Website By Tonight and particularly growing that through these, uh, this agency to agency community and and directory, as well as turnkeyagencies.com, you know, kind of seeing people get value from that too, just like getting more awareness around that and getting people joining and talking. And then just more people being like, oh, website by tonight, what's this? And slowly over time, I think those opportunities will will come to us and grow and we'll continue to to scale this. Like, I'm really happy with how all the the processes have turned out and and brian i give you a bunch of credit for that because i i think you know like i took your course and was very happy with it and my mastermind actually still meets uh every tuesday for an hour and a half now we have for the past oh, year awesome. and a half
0: but, yeah the, the folks you met through the productize community
1: oh yeah it's been it's like it's been the the best group it's uh definitely my uh number one you know entrepreneurial support resource through all this because you know entrepreneurship oh, is great. uh lonely yeah.
0: <laughs> totally, totally, man, and and I mean, it's been awesome to have you in the, in the private Slack for for productize. That, that's something. I mean, with this podcast, obviously, you know, firing it back up this year, it's that's definitely something that I want to get going. Is is just you know, um, I'm starting to build a team to to help you know improve the community and everything. So, oh, yeah, awesome. awesome, yeah,
1: yeah. So that's really my my main focus. And then because I've taken the past you know uh, year or so, like uh, 2019 was about really refining the processes. And so now everything would just really run like clockwork. I can bring on more designers. At some point, you know, I'd love to bring on like an, a, an account manager to directly handle relationships with the, the agencies. But the thing about the agency model is like, it's almost like recurring revenue. You know, every time they need a simple project outsourced for clients, it's just so easy to just like click that start page link bookmark uh, that they have and just spin up a new site. And so I don't have to close every deal. I just close one deal and just like give them a a good level of service. And it just, it keeps coming back to me. So that's really, uh, that's really the focus is just have people think, oh, this is a simple client site, like no brainer. Let's just do it to website by tonight and multiple agencies sending us multiple sites a month. And it just kind of runs itself operationally in a lot of ways. So that's really my focus for for 2020 is just fuel on the fire, top of the funnel, agency I love it, man.
0: That's awesome. Yeah. I, again, I, I just love everything that you're doing with uh, Website by Tonight. Obviously, websitebytonight.com. We've been, <laughs> we've been repeating it this right. whole time here. But yeah, anywhere else uh, that, that people should know about or, or where people can uh, connect with you?
1: I think, yeah. I mean, uh, I am on Twitter, but I don't, uh, just my personal profile. So I would say the best way is just websitebytonight.com or if you do want to. You know, DM me on Twitter, or follow me on Twitter, or whatever. It's just slash J, the letter J, gold two four two. I need to improve my my online presence, so TBD on that. <laughs> but uh,
0: <laughs> well, cool. We'll, we'll get it all linked up uh, in the show notes for sure.
1: Well, thanks so much for having me on, Brian. It was a uh, it was a great time chatting, and, and glad this could, could come full circle. I've been I've been drinking your Kool Aid for a while, so it was honored. To, <laughs> it was an honor to uh, be on the show and and uh, have a lot of fun.
0: Awesome, Jared. Yeah, this was great. I, I know the listeners are going are gonna to really get a, a lot of value out of this one for sure. So, awesome. Uh,
1: so yeah, thanks. Keep in touch. Thank you. Absolutely.
0: All right. Did that give you something to think about? If it did, let me know on Twitter. I'm at Cast Jam. If you want to find show notes on this or any of the other episodes or my weekly newsletter with new content, head over to productizeandscale.com. Now, if you haven't already, a five-star review in iTunes, that would go a long way to helping other folks find the show. Thanks for tuning in. I'll see you next time.